What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 150, that's right, episode 150 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Man, I remember episode 1 like it was yesterday, and now we're up to 150, man. The continued support, nothing short of amazing. Big thanks to all of the Combo's Court listeners across the globe, man. You guys mean the world to me. Let me know how you feel about this show right in the comments section of your Apple podcast at rate and review wherever you listen to Combos Court and share this episode with a friend, man. Today's show, Jay Billis of ESPN joins in. We discuss the Rick Pitino hiring. I also asked Jay if he's optimistic the NBA season will return. And we also discussed the greatest Duke players of all time. You know you could find Jay on ESPN. And you could find him on Twitter at Jay Billis. That's J-A-Y-B-I-L-A-S. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Jay Billis, college basketball analyst for ESPN. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. How you feeling? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. You often tweet, I got to go to work with a young Jeezy pro. How has work been for you lately? Uh, it's been at home. Uh, I've done all my work from uh, from home, just like everybody else. So uh, I'm going through the same thing everybody else is. You're just trying to deal with it and do the best you can. Make sure you're helping uh, where you can help and uh, trying to get a workout in every day and then, uh, and then do what I need to do. Right. Some might not know that you're an attorney by trade. Have you ever put any thought into shifting into just the media or shifting just to being an attorney? Have you always just wanted to do both? Like, how's that balance been for you? I'm primarily uh, all basketball. Uh, I do okay. some legal work um, for my firm, but I've been of counsel for, a, you know, that's been my title for a long time. So I don't carry a caseload like I did when I was practicing full, full time and doing and doing games. So uh, it's been probably 15 years where I've been had that designation, but I'm still a, I'm still a licensed practicing attorney uh, technically, but I don't carry a caseload. What was your motivation in writing toughness and how do you define toughness in a basketball player? Uh, first, how I define it, uh, it's pretty simple. It's uh, easy to play with and hard to play against. Um, as far as why I wrote the book, uh, I had written an article about the subject and uh, had it got a lot of response. And from that, my wife, who's a, an artist, had, had mentioned to me that, that I ought to think about writing a book. And uh, it just kind of took off. My, uh, my agent got involved. And, um, and then a publisher, uh, there were several publishers that were interested in it. And, and it, I, I had zero experience in it, but it was a, it was a great experience. Um, it took a year of my life, but it was uh, well worth it. Jay, what, what's your reaction to Iona's hiring of Rick Pitino? Uh, I think it's a, a terrific hire for Iona. Uh, obviously, Iona wouldn't have a shot at somebody the caliber of Rick Pitino were it not for 
the reputational damage that that Patino suffered at uh, at Louisville with uh, with a few things that happened there. Um, but I think uh, for Iona, uh, they got one of the best coaches really in the history of the game. And for Rick, it's an opportunity to to start over again uh, in college. And so, you know, I don't I don't know what. Uh, is in store for Rick with regard to the NCAA um, notice of allegations for Louisville, whether that's going to be an issue for him personally or in his job at Iona. But, you know, given uh, all that's gone on uh, in his career, uh, I think it's a, it's a great way for him to uh, sort of, if you will, end his career at Iona. Staying on college basketball, um, where do you land on these college seniors, these winter athletes, getting an extension on their college eligibility? You know, I, I think the discussion about it was in the aftermath of the cancellation of the tournament, and everybody was very emotional, um, and, and rightfully so. It's an emotional thing. Uh, I think it would be a, a very nice feel-good gesture uh, for the NCAA to allow seniors that wanted to come back the opportunity to do so. Um, and it certainly could be done, but there are a lot of issues that have to be addressed. It's not just scholarships and roster size and all that. It's other players have made decisions based upon uh, thinking that seniors were going to be uh, have, have exhausted their eligibility. So certain uh, other players would have to be allowed to to go elsewhere. And what if what if a senior has eligibility and the, the team that he or she played for? doesn't want them anymore. I mean, that's certainly possible too. Yeah, for a freshman, uh, so going, to, freshman might come in and the whole situation. Yeah, with, for, exactly. With fre- freshman made decisions based upon like, like just take, for example, uh, uh, I don't know, Dayton or, or San Diego State. They've got a bunch of seniors. And, and if a freshman has made the decision to go there, and they're saying, wait a minute, I, I didn't go there thinking I was going to have to play behind Malachi Flynn again. Um, so, and, and that may go for sophomores and juniors too, that materially affects their, their careers as well. So, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. I think it's more likely that you'll see the spring sports allowed to, uh, another year. Um, but you know, I kind of look at it like, uh, like a, a, a flight that gets canceled. I mean, you just don't pile everybody into the next flight. It's not the way it works. And there are things that have to be considered here. And I think when, uh, that NCAA committee, I don't know which committee it was, came out and said it would be appropriate to extend another year of eligibility. I'm not sure that everybody thought it through, frankly. Right. Are you, are you of the belief, Jay, that, you know, if you're good enough, you'll get there when it comes to the NBA? Or do you feel like a lot of these NBA aspirations have died with this March Madness cancellation? Uh, I think generally it's true that if you're good enough, you'll get there. Uh, and I think that there are a lot of players that, uh, haven't you know found traction in the league right out of college that that a year two three four years later after maybe playing overseas or playing in the G League uh, are able to establish a foothold in the league um, but there's clearly a career trajectories were affected by being able to play in the tournament and that goes for coaches as well I mean you're seeing probably uh, I don't know the numbers right now because I haven't really examined it but there are a number of coaches that are going to wind up keeping their jobs this year that otherwise would have been fired due to the uncertainty that goes along with, uh, you know, schools being shut down. And there's more risk in making the change than not, given uh, the, the shutdown of all the schools and the fact that uh, we've had uh, quarantine stay-at-home orders across the country. So you're probably seeing a number of number of careers affected uh, by, by coaches not being let go right now. 
reformer, Duke Blue Devil. What do you make of R.J. Barrett's rookie season? I think R.J. had a, had some really good moments and typical of a, of a very good young player. Um, there were some difficulties, uh, and he was certainly playing for a team that wasn't very good, but, and that, that adds some difficulties uh, itself. But, you know, with most rookies, they have ebbs and flows, and, and things, uh, you know, things don't go particularly smoothly, especially when you get drafted high and your team is very good. But uh, I think R.J. is going to be a very good player in time. How would you like to see college athletes be paid in, in that would, way through sponsorships like, or the NCAA? I would like to see college athletes um, have the same economic rights as literally everyone else. They should be allowed to earn or accept whatever they can, can uh, uh, in the marketplace just as everyone else. I mean, how would you like to see coaches compensated? How would you like to see athletic directors compensated? How would you like to see regular students compensated that aren't athletes? Uh, there are no rules or restrictions on on anyone other than an athlete. And so the, it's funny. We don't have to have a system that pays everybody else and makes it fair. It's just called the free market. So it's really not difficult. It's just allow the athlete, you know, take off the restrictions and allow the athletes to uh, uh, to earn or accept whatever they whatever they wish under the uh, or in the in the current marketplace. What do you remember about playing in Italy since they're going through such tough times right now? Uh, I, I loved Italy. Uh, I've been back uh, since I played there. I played uh, two years in Italy, one in Spain, and, and absolutely, absolutely loved it. Italy is one of the great places uh, on the planet and uh, just a magnificent country. And it was a wonderful place to play basketball. I mean, the, uh, the, the Italian league is, at that time was the best in the world and uh, outside of the NBA. And it was, uh, it was really fantastic. I know when I played abroad, I learned a lot more off the court than on the court. What did you learn about life playing overseas? Well, I, I immersed myself in the culture as best I could. Um, but I, I, had, I had traveled a bit. And, uh, you know, my family, my, my father's family is from the former Yugoslavia and Croatia. So okay. traveled through there So did you bit. play as an American player or as a EU player? I played as an American player. Okay. There, were, okay. there was no EU back then. This was okay. in, okay. in 1987, 88, 89. So there, there wasn't an EU at that time. You, you played, uh, there were two foreign players allowed per team in most every league in Europe. Uh, but I don't, I don't recall what all the rules were outside of, of Spain right. and Italy where I played, but I was one of two foreign players and I played only with, with Americans, uh, as the foreign players and the rest were Italian citizens. Did you ever think about a starting five an all time starting five for Duke and who would that be? I never did think about it, um, okay. but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, there have been so many great players. Then you'd have to assess: Are you going by career accomplishment, or are you going by yeah. uh, talent and all that stuff? So it'd be it'd be difficult, but you know, it'd be pretty pretty simple for a few. I mean, it would be you know, Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, Johnny Dawkins would be right up there, and I would imagine as the all-time leading scorer, JJ Redick should be there. And uh, and you know, but what do you do with Zion Williamson and Shane Battier and yeah. And the life. There have been so many great players. So you, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to make some really tough decisions. Bobby Hurley's uh, one of the great players ever too. So it'd be a really tough call. And do you, and then do you do it by position? You know, there are all kinds of parameters you can probably have to put on. Right. And even trying to assess who's the best NBA player to come out of Duke is tough because Grand Hill career was cut short. Uh, I mean, Shane Battier has a championship. I think that's all over the place as well. Well, Grant Hill's first seven years in the league were uh, – he was Sandy Koufax, and he's right. in the Basketball Hall of Fame for a reason. Uh, his, his first seven years were comparable to uh, LeBron, Oscar Robertson, uh, Larry Bird, 
um, Jerry West, and I think there was one other that I'm missing, maybe Magic Johnson. And as far as points, rebounds, assists, and steals, there are really only a handful of players uh, in the history of the game that accomplished what Grant Hill did his first seven years. Then he got injured. Right. Grant's the best player that Duke's ever produced. Uh, Christian Leitner's the most accomplished in college, uh, the most decorated, but Grant's the best. Do you like Zion's potential of becoming the best? I mean, he's certainly got a chance. He was uh, a, a remarkable he's, – he's a remarkable player. I've never seen anybody quite like him, and I think I said that, that there's never been a player like him on the basketball court. Uh, court. So he's got an opportunity to do that. He certainly had a good start. I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was fantastic once he came back from that injury. Um, Jay, what drew you to Young Jeezy's music? Uh, I listen to a lot of stuff, but Jeezy's very uh, like kind of gritty and authentic, and, uh, and I've always really liked it. But I, I listen to a lot of different stuff. Are you optimistic that the NBA season will return? Yes, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll get through this and that, uh, that everything will get back. I mean, it, it certainly won't be a normal season, just like a season that's been through a strike or something like that. Uh, we've never dealt with anything like this before, obviously, and the, the consequences are, are far more, uh, more dire uh, than, than any sort of you know, work interruption we've seen in the past uh, because people's health is at issue. But yeah. uh, once we do get past it and get to where teams can play again, uh, I, think you'll, I, I think they'll get back to it and, uh, and fashion some sort of end to a regular season and then a postseason. Is there any experiments you would like to see made if the NBA does come back, I don't know, maybe the Elam ending, maybe play-ins. Um, there's all sorts of ideas thrown out there. What would you like to see? I'm not an Elam ending fan, but uh, reasonable minds. But it really depends on how much time they have and uh, you know, how, how late they're willing to go into the calendar in order to get it done. Jay, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. You got it. Nice to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court and big shouts to Jay Billis for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, let me know how you feel about this episode right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend via social media or word of mouth. If you share it on your IG stories, tag me at one two combo i'll repost it be on the lookout for episode 151 combo out